Hey everybody, this is Chris at Renewing the Center, and it is good to be with you here on the first Monday in the season of Advent. If you're anything like me, uh, you probably grew up with very little awareness of what Advent was all about. I think my awareness uh, was essentially limited to um, a calendar with chocolate behind little plastic or cardboard doors. <laughs> so today, rather than getting into a biblical text, um, one of our patterns here, or commitments rather, with the podcast is to honor and follow the rhythms of the Anglican church year and the church lectionary, uh, which typically means that we read from the Anglican daily lectionary. Today, we're going to think about Advent. Uh, you have an opportunity here on this Monday to spend the better part of the next month uh, preparing your heart for Christmas. And so I'm going to give you a little tutorial here. So a lot of us imagine that Advent should be basically like shepherds and angels and Joseph and Mary for one month leading up to. That's certainly what your uh, your radio stations are trying to tell you. It seems like Christmas music starts earlier and earlier. And there's almost this, this line of thinking regarding Christmas uh, starting in late October, early November now. Or, you know, when I was a kid, it was Thanksgiving. You, you just jumped right into Christmas music. It's almost like if we just bombard ourselves with Christmassy ideas, uh, we'll be ready for Christmas. And yet, for some reason, for most of us who are adults... The, the magic of Christmas seems to have diminished over the years. Uh, Christmas sneaks up on us. Um, it's a holiday where we end up spending a lot of money, wearing ourselves out with travel, uh, and then you get to Christmas Eve and Christmas morning and you're trying to like work up some of the magic of Christmas when you were a child and then it just feels like it slips through your hands. In the wisdom of the church, Advent uh, became a season of preparation whereby Christians took intentional time to get ready, to be prepared. Uh, the word Advent means coming. It means something is coming. In this case, someone is coming. And while our imaginations want to be drawn to images of Jesus coming as a baby, Advent also calls us to think about and anticipate the second coming or the return of Jesus. And so in a very real sense, over the next month, we're going to be invited to think about the first advent, which is Jesus in a manger in Bethlehem, to be ready for that. But also, and maybe more significantly, we're invited to make ourselves and our lives ready for the second coming, the return of Jesus. So our essential work over the next month or so is connected to the cultivation of an awareness, learning to watch for Jesus. And to do this, we train our imaginations on what the Bible teaches us, which is to pay attention to things that are easy to miss. So often, y'all, in the Bible, God shows up in ways that are easy to miss. Moses, the burning bush, we're told in that text that if he didn't stop and look aside to notice, he might have walked right past the burning bush. The coming of Jesus in Bethlehem is the same way. Anyone who was looking, or most people rather, who were looking for a savior were looking for a ready-made savior. They were looking for a warrior, a politician, a, a strong man. And yet Jesus comes as a baby, not in Jerusalem, in the city where all the big things were happening, but in a small town, out-of-the-way place, Bethlehem, a little backwater. So Jesus was easy to miss. So Advent is an opportunity for you and me to learn how to watch and wait. Advent is an opportunity for us to be alert, to be curious. So much of our lives, especially in the way that we live today, so much of our life is reactive. 
We're busy, we're distracted, we're hurried, we're worried. So this season, uh, starting today, yesterday actually, but if you're listening to me on, on that Monday, this season is an opportunity for you to take intentional time to slow down and to notice. And one of the things that I want to invite you to learn to notice or to practice noticing is the work of God in your life, even when, maybe especially when the work of God seems small, insignificant, and easy to miss. Here's what I've learned about my own life with God. Almost everything God does in my life starts small before it grows into something big and easy to notice. Isn't it better to learn how to notice the work of God when it starts small? We're told in our Bibles to despise not the day of small beginnings. And yet so often we don't even notice the small beginnings. Advent is an opportunity for us to cultivate a kind of alert engagement whereby we begin to notice the work of God, even when the work of God would be otherwise easy to miss. Remember, Jesus came as an infant. He came as a baby, not a warrior, not a politician, not a strong man. He was easy to miss. And the truth of the matter is, as we'll see when we get into the Christmas season, most people did miss him. Most people weren't paying any attention. They were going about their normal, everyday work lives. They were just looking for survival. But there were a few people who did notice. Shepherds, Anna, Simeon, aged people in the temple. There were a couple of people who saw God when God was easy to miss. I believe that it's best for us. And the wisdom of the season of Advent is that we get to be awake and alert. We have an opportunity to notice and recognize God in the everyday as we look for Jesus. So I'm going to give you a couple of ideas. Um, be really practical about this. Over the next month, I would like you to consider what practices you might engage during this season to make the most of this time that leads up to Christmas. Here's Here are a few ideas. An Advent calendar. I made a joke about it, but I think Advent calendars are great. They help us mark time. They help us count down, if you will, to Christmas morning. There are a lot of great calendars out there, and I would just suggest that even though it's Monday at the beginning of the Advent season, it's not too late for you to grab a calendar. Secondly, and this one's more probably easily accessible, Advent candles. Uh, my family, we like candles. Four candles of varying colors and one in the middle, so making five total. The white candle doesn't get lit till Christmas morning. Uh, usually would light it around midnight if you're awake on Christmas Eve, moving to Christmas morning. With four candles that you would light, one consecutively on each Sunday during Advent to help you mark time. Uh, at my church, Trinity, we're going to be selling at cost Advent candles because we think it's a great way for you to, at your dining room table or in your living room or your den, to be able to mark time with your friends and with your family. That idea in a calendar, in the candle about marking time, I think is really significant. Because if you don't actually intentionally engage time, time just flies by slips by, slips through our hands. And then, like I said a few minutes ago, Christmas sneaks up on you again. It's interesting to me how something that happens on the same day every year, right? December 25th, sneaks up on us. It does so because we live our lives at such a pace that we're not paying attention. A candle, a calendar, these things help you, help us pay attention. They help us mark time. I would also say that a, a practice that you might engage would be a robust commitment to daily Bible reading. I'll be reading in the Anglican lectionary this Advent season. On Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I'll be posting a biblical reflection from the Anglican lectionary. Join me in that. Tell your friends. Tell your family. 
But don't just listen on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I would encourage you to read your Bible every day. There are great tools out there to help us get into our Bible and specifically to learn how to read the daily lectionary. I would commend to you the 2019 Book of Common Prayer. If you Google that in the App Store, you'll find um, a free app that you can download and the readings will show up right there on your phone. That's how I read my Bible right now. It gets me into the lectionary and I would encourage you to do the same. The next thing I want you to do is to think about how being more intentional in the ways that I just named might make Christmas better this year. For many of us, we're listening to this and you're wanting Christmas to mean something that it hasn't meant to you since you were a child. I believe that with the intentionality of spiritual practices, Christmas might mean more to you this year than it has in years gone by. It won't sneak up on you. Thirdly, I want to invite you during this season to take time to look at your life, to audit the condition of your life. One of the things I said in a recent podcast episode is that John the Baptizer, who is kind of a principal figure of Advent, um, he, he's the star of Advent. He would say, prepare the way of the Lord. And that idea was connected to a kind of road construction project. The image there would be of a home located in a, in a rural place, a, a wild place, and the driveway had been overrun or rutted out, uh, littered with briar, bramble, boulder. And the idea of preparing the way of the Lord is to essentially clear the driveway so that God could make his way to you. Advent is an opportunity to look at your driveway, if you will, to think about areas where you need to do some repenting, some house cleaning. This is an opportunity to be awake and alert and to be reflective. Where might God be inviting you to clean up the driveway of your life, to name things that need to go, to recalibrate certain affections or desires? Advent is an opportunity to pull our belt in a little bit as we prepare for God. Life has a way, again, of lulling us to sleep. Sometimes confession and repentance help wake us up. Here's what I would also challenge you to do, and I want to leave you with this. I believe that Advent is an opportunity for you to mark blessings, to name things for which you are grateful. Maybe you would start a section in a journal on gratitude. Uh, one of our bishops, Bishop Brian Wallace, recently said that uh, he was endeavoring to name something for which he was grateful every day and then tell someone what he's grateful for. So not just name it in a journal or in his head or his heart, but actually name it and then literally name it with your voice to someone in your life. Like, I'm thankful for that sunrise. It could be simple stuff. I actually think it should be. If Advent is about learning to notice God, I think one of the ways that we can do that is to notice the small gifts that come to us each and every day. Remember, Jesus came as a baby. Jesus was easy to miss. Where is God coming to you in ways that are easy to miss? Gratitude and being intentional about gratitude actually help us notice God when he's at work. My prayer for you during this Advent season is the same prayer I'm praying for myself. I pray that we would be awake, alert, curious, and that we would see God working. God bless you. I look forward to journeying through this season with you.